0: Mirror man, mirror man, you twist and turn my mind until I don't know who I am. Mirror man. Good evening and welcome to an on the whistle podcast. I am here with Matt Candela. How you doing, Matt?
2: Oh well, I'm here. I'm disappointed, but uh, let's 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 do it. Let's get the show on the road, right?
0: Yep. And I'm here with Johnny Cochran. How are you doing, Johnny?
1: Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest about things. Um, it feels like we're back back in a place that is oh too familiar. Um, I'm probably going to say some things that people have heard me say many times before during the course of this podcast. That uh, That was about as bad as a Ben Godfrey kick in the head. That was... That was tough to get through, tough to stomach. Pretty much shit all over. And there's so much shit to get through. But one thing, I made a bit of a pact uh, with you guys after the Leicester game. I said, I'm going to get off Mikel's back from now on. He's here for the season. I do think he's here for the season. But he's getting both barrels again today because it has to fall at his feet now. And that's my preamble. Uh, um
0: i uh, I think we should just let's just move yeah in. how are you feeling? let's talk about how you're feeling first. I didn't ask you last time you're in a little bit of a dark room down there. how are you feeling Matt? Are you okay?
2: yeah, no, I'm all right I'm all right i just i'll be honest, I just didn't see that coming um you know we lost against united um we said a couple of weeks ago on the pod we needed three points uh from these two games, and the united game was very very disappointing, but the most disappointing thing about it was that the game was there for the taking and we we whilst we couldn't take it at least there was some positives to take from the performance even if even if even if overall it wasn't wasn't a positive experience and i think we were all expecting us to bounce back but and i know you like twisting some stats Pete, and you know we'll we'll, we'll look at the xg in the first 20 versus this or that but the reality is we just got pumped four one by everton i mean that's basically that was basically the 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 output of that I mean we got saved on 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 multiple occasions but we got we got they they rode roughshod over us today and they're they're not a good team and the intensity the performance the commitment the game plan the system was just all wrong I feel like I've seen that game 50 times before 50 times like aimless attacking down Tierney's left hand side all the time lofted balls in no one there to meet them we've, we've been there and we've seen that and I felt like we'd evolved past it and that was just right back from the dark days today um and and I don't think and I know I also am not going to go down the ass here taking the blame for this one I think the players have got to take the blame I mean they're professional players and that performance was not good enough and our leaders on the pitch, Thomas' party is is now in Obama Yang territory for me, should be dropped. Terrible, uh, doesn't deserve his place in the team right now. Um, and and we've just got no leadership whatsoever. And it's worrying because in the first half, I thought we, you could see how much we missed Smith Rowe. In the second half, we just we crumbled, we couldn't put two passes together. So, look, there's there's not a lot to be positive about, and the thing is. You know, it's like we learned that from Arsene Wenger. It's like it, t- it takes a long time to build momentum and not very long to lose it. But we have now, on December the sixth, ground to a halt, and we're at we're at we're at ground zero to go and build confidence again. That's not to say we're we're back to square one. It's just we know how hard it is to build confidence, and now going into one of the most important parts of the season. Our confidence is at rock bottom. We've lost all the momentum. We're down in seventh. Uh, we've ceded all that advantage that we had over the clubs who got rid of their managers and it, it's not good enough. So very, very difficult to see positives right now. Uh,
0: Johnny, I'm covering up Matt uh, so we can hide with a comment on Twitch. Uh, Johnny let's just go let's like Matt kind of did a hottest take I only asked for his feelings and he didn't <laughs> he didn't shut up he just went straight into it so uh, Johnny uh to you with your hottest of takes
1: yeah hand so... on face bad body language you're sad I know you're yeah, sad yeah it, it's sad and I've got a lot here so first of all um we started with the rather endearing and honest comments from Thomas Party um talking about his previous performances, saying that he'd give himself a four out of 10 uh for the way that he's been playing. He's overrated himself because he quickly went out there and gave us a three out of 10 at best. Awful stuff. The guy looked spooked on the ball. Doesn't look comfortable. Really, really looks, he just doesn't look up to it. And, you know, I'll, I'll get onto some of the other points about some of the players that went out. I thought and getting dropped was absolutely the right thing, completely necessary. The, the miss at the end, oh my goodness, it just shows the despair that this guy is in right now. Um, but, you know, Xhaka came in. I thought Xhaka was better than Party by a long way. But for me, Laconga, like, if, if you're going to get someone out, get Party out because he's looking trash right now, straight up. Keep Laconga in the team. Um, so, the, you know, there was hit and miss with regards to um, some of the team selections, but I didn't think that it was, you know, egregiously wrong. It's, but the issue is, and you, you know, we can talk till we're long in the teeth about players letting him down. I came out after the Man United game and I said, look, his senior players have let him down today, so I'm not going to bag on Arteta. I'm just not going to do it. Unfortunately, after a while, if they keep letting you down, if, if other players, you know, they just keep turning around like they're passing the chip for who's going to let the manager down, at some point, it's back on the manager. What I, wanna, what I want, really want to address now... Is something I've been remaining quiet and and deliberately remaining quiet on for a while, because when the results are coming in, I've said before, like, if we can achieve our goals, then ultimately that's the main thing. And some of the more pressing matters with regards to our attacking style of play can hopefully be sorted out over a longer period. The reality is is we are so shit. We look awful all the time. We've just lost three and four. That game today, I mean, Matt hinted at it. I don't think it was a 4-1 from Everton. But, you know, certainly one of those. The second goal, that was goal. That wasn't even offside for me if you're going to apply the no, new directives. On. If you want to apply the new directives about you're not going to get um, involved for marginal calls, then I, I was really surprised. I thought we got away with it there. Um, but what gets me is... This is not like we got sucker punched and it was completely against the run of play. And they had, you know, we dominated the whole game. We have the ball and we do nothing with it. There's not there, i We're getting back to that stage again where we have possession for possession's sake. We we don't have a clear direction with how we are attacking. Now, when I've been talking in the past about what I think or or, or what other people think, Arteta has been trying to do and I do think that structurally we look more sound from a defensive point of view, I do. But the fact is, is what we're what we starting to head into now is unless you want to say that we are going to be the best defence ever where we just don't concede goals ever, like, you know, it can be done, like Mourinho's Chelsea one year, where it was like, if we score, we've won the game. It could be done as an approach, but we're not that team. We have to learn how to score goals. And we just look so... I mean, the, the fact is, is of course, and I'm going to bring it up. There have been some obscene misses today. Eddie and have showed showed us that he shouldn't be playing outside of the championship. He's not up to this level. He's just not up to it. He's not getting a Premier League move. You're not good enough, mate. I've had enough of you. Just get out. And apart from that, you're you're talking about Aubameyang, who now, I, I mean, what what are we doing with this guy? What are we doing? He he can't start games. He looks so low on confidence, but. I do think that he's a project that would take so much time to get back to where he needs to be. I, I just think it's done with him. And I think we really need to find a, a new solution and quick. But overall, as I say, my, my issues that will keep returning to Arteta, uh, it's not just about odd player selections or people who haven't played. The way that we play, we it, it's boring to watch. We struggle to create chances. Even even the goal in the first half was completely against the run of play. We We look so... Passive and 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 without threat in that first half, and, and it was a very very good goal to be fair, but again came completely against the run of play. And then in the second half, we carried absolutely no threat again until they scored, and then suddenly we managed to turn a corner and and up it a little bit. And for me, it just seems like if if this is how if this is the fruition of Arteta's plan now, then it's not going to get us where we want to go. I don't see how it can. We're just not dangerous enough. And if that's the case, we need to find a new way of playing um, with Arteta. And if he can't find a new way, I think, you know, we're going to get quickly back into that situation where people are making legitimate calls for whether he's the right man to lead us forward.
0: Yeah. I, so, uh, my my take, no excuses today. Absolutely disgraceful. Start to finish. We didn't show up. Uh, we looked... We looked like the Arsenal team that didn't like it go, going up north. Looked like a typical Arsenal. You know, it's it's uh, it's blowing a gale, it's raining, uh, and we looked scared. Uh, we weren't brave. We were gutless. But we went one goal up. And those are the games where big teams just grind it out. And right now, we'd be saying that was shit. But you know, we we held on for a lead. But we let we let Everton happen to us. I don't I don't agree. That wasn't a four-one game. Everton scored out of nothing twice. We gifted them mistakes. All game, but we deserved to lose. And here's, here's the thing. You can blame the players. 100% you can blame the players. Thomas Partey doing that from a header, from a throw-in. It's a 45 million pound defensive midfielder that's played in one of the most disciplined systems in the world. You shouldn't be doing that, but he is. Ben White, 45 million pound defender. I know he's young, but he was awful all game. Stepping back, letting them in. Mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. Those two have cost us six points uh, inside two games. But now we've got to talk about... Arteta, like I, I'm, I'm tired of it, man. You know, you're getting, you're getting a week with those players, getting a week with those players. You're instilling all of that coaching, and they turn up like that. They turn up. It's, it's, uh, it was weak. It was meek. You know, like we're, we're too far into this project to be watching games like that. And it, it, it the in-game management wasn't there. Pull people uh, at half time. You know, make early decisions like change it before it's too late. And, you know, it it didn't happen. Um, We're in a mess. And now instead of going, well, you know, we're not, we're we're in the chasing pack for top four. Now Southampton is a must win game. Now West Ham is a must win game. And if they're not, you know, you could quite easily lose against Southampton. We could quite easily lose against West Ham who are having a, a, a really good season. And then all of a sudden we're back in that exact same situation. We were, Last December, and that's not going to be good enough. So I think the uh, Arteta's got to ask questions of why the players are showing up like that. It's not acceptable. Um, big teams don't do that. It, you can be young, you can be naive, but showing up gutless is not acceptable. And the players really need to ask questions of themselves. It was just meek. It was meek. And th- you know, I do have some empathy for the striker issue, which we'll come on to. Lacazette looks like look. You know, he played like a played like a fat man up front. That's forty five playing in the testimonial um Eddie Nketiah came on Eddie Nketiah was decent um for you know what he created and the positions that he took up but you can't miss from a yard you c- that's why that's why you're going to palace mate that's why you're going to palace anyway um those were some pretty hot hot takes um i just want to get into um the thomas party disaster class let's talk about it uh worst player on the pitch again uh he talked about what a four out of 10 it was a one out of 10 Like do we just have to accept that this vision that Thomas Partey was actually quite an expansive number eight was wrong and that maybe Simeone had it right? Keep him in a small box and just get him doing minimal things. What has gone wrong with Thomas Partey? Matt, I'm gonna go
2: to you.
1: You're a mute. There's
2: one thing that there's one reason why we've been really, really patient with him, and that's because um, we've given him the benefit of the doubt because what, what he'd achieved in the game before Arsenal. And we, we have given him so much rope in terms of the level of performance that he's put in the level of expectation that's being around him. And, you know, we're now getting to the point where, you know, he's been at the club 18 months. It'll be two years at the end. And he's played three good games of football for Arsenal. Three or four, ge- three or four games. That's it that's it in 18 months and we have you know we've said oh it's not about being fit i mean he couldn't get fit for, for 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 a while and that was we 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 very generously said that that's just unlucky and unfortunate and all of those things but now he's had a run of games and he's been woeful. if his name wasn't thomas but P- if his name was Granite shacker He'd have been, there'd be players running on the pitch and they'd be saying he can never play for Arsenal again. He has been given so much leeway because of his name, because of his reputation, because we're so desperate to have someone who feels like a Vieira replacement. He feels big and powerful and athletic and strong. But the guy may may look big and look powerful, he's a wimp. He's a wimp. I mean, he's not getting stuck in. He's lackadaisical. He's not committed, doesn't appear to be in any way committed to the cause. There's no sense of leadership. I mean, he's offering nothing. He's offering less than Moel Nenny. He, he, he was frightened today. And, he was frightened. Uh, he doesn't like being pressed or man-marked. And 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 that's, you know, it's 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 terrible to watch because we've all felt that he was the answer to unlocking this whole team. We all thought when he's playing in midfield, and now we're just coming around to the fact that Moel Nenny is a better player than Thomas Party. <laughs> like, and that's not that that's just based on, on performance. So it's really disappointing because if we've got it wrong, that's a 50, 60 million pound hole that we've got to fill in a transfer window in the future. And it's another black mark on our transfer policy. And it's just it's just just depressing to think about it because we really thought we, we had the answer and now it's it's looking it's looking far less likely. And, it, and the problem with it is it doesn't really appear to be like a form thing. It's just it's, it sort of feels bigger than that, just because it's not like he's played a blinder in 20 games. He's played a blinder in three. Um, so I'm interested to hear whether other people are as worried as I am.
1: Um, Johnny
0: so- Johnny, 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 what has gone wrong with Thomas Party? It started off so well, and now we're all sad and it is looking like Moel Nenny is the better option.
1: How did we get here? Um, we got here through you know a million paper cuts. It, um and that is that one of the issues and why we're saying how did we get here after this amount of time is because of the injuries. Now, previously we used to give him the credit of oh, we just can't build up his form because he's just repeatedly getting injured and breaking down and 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 that's the issue. When in reality, potentially, you might have seen, you know, if he didn't have so many injuries, this, you know, dearth of po- uh, of performance a lot earlier on. My issue, though, is... And, and, and I'm not... First of all, I think party has been trashed for a while now, if we're honest. I think we've been looking past it a little bit because, as Matt rightfully says, we almost... Assumed that he was the talisman in the centre of our midfield, and as t- at times has been, but just far too inconsistent in a position where the main thing you need is consistency of performance. But you know what we also have to say, and there's no point in not in steering away from this. There are a number of our key players, important players. I, I, I'd save some of our defenders who, who who I think, like Gabriel and Ramsdale, again, you know how I feel about him. Excellent again today. Well, you know, it's going to get it's going to get covered up as a quicker side, but that's a world-class save before a charlatan's uh, offside, uh, first goal, because, you know, if that come out. Anyway, uh, uh, alas, I just wanted to give some Ramsdale some love. But in general, if these players are all having stinkers in the way that we're playing, maybe it is to do with the way that we're playing. And we're not, you know, because the fact is, is... We're looking at Pepe, 72 million. Looks absolute junk, like he should be playing over the marshes. Party now, broken down. Oba looks like he should hang it up today. Not good enough. Lacazette, broken down. You know, and all we do at times from an attacking point of view is cheer people that run. Like Martinelli, who I think had a really good game against uh, United, was kind of hit and miss today, even though he, but he provided energy. And we're like, yeah, that's what we need. But... I just don't know if I'm... St- I don't know if I ever have seen... I, you, I don't think I've ever seen it on the pod where... Said it on the pod, I should say, where I have thought that we have a coherent attacking strategy. I just don't see whats what we're trying to do. And we have good games at times. I think, you know, when Emil Smith-Rowe's not in the team, suddenly we look completely different. Uh, we don't have the same ability to beat players and, and obviously he scored a lot of our goals recently, but you know, th- these kinds of losses for me, if you want to start digging into the XG and this is why I don't completely love all that stuff, you know, because I think it only tells half the story, but it does tell a bit of the story. And we have been the wrong side of XG for like months now. We're just, we're just not, not scoring goals, We're not even creating the chances. And you know, every now and then we'll have a chance that someone should score, miss it, and go. Oh, well, that's the problem. No, because in some teams they create enough chances so that someone might miss a sitter, but they can still win anyway. We just have like one chance, and then that's it for the game. We're, it's not coherent the strategy, and I'm and I've been trying to give our t- a time because defensively we look more sound. These partnerships were starting to form, and all of well, virtually all of the signings in the summer were looked like you know, real, really good buys quite frankly, but this attacking system had to start coming in now. We have to start seeing shoots of it. And I know I've kind of digressed a bit away from the party thing, but it's, it's all part of the same situation for me. I don't know whether we are playing in a system that is going to get the best out of the players that we currently have, because Before it might have been, oh, Arteta's inherited players, and some of these guys can't do what they want him to. Well, party's been a party has been integral to the way that Arteta has set up his team, and he's complained about not having him in the past. If he can't get it together, if your captain, your striker doesn't want to play in this system, then maybe we're not playing in the correct in the correct way to get the most out of the players that we currently have, at least. And you know, at the moment, it looks like party should be dropping to the bench because he's been absolutely. Dog shit, quite frankly, but you know, I, I don't know whether just ch- changing Thomas Party in and out is going to dramatically change what we're seeing in terms of our results. I do
0: want to go back to the the chances thing. Like the the XG for the night was uh, was a was a draw, like one point zero six to one point zero six. Um, but you can't account for Eddie and and missing from a yard. You can't account for Oba not even hitting the target from over range. You know, like that. It's it, it, even when we are creating chances, it's it, it's not enough. You know, Oba's a three hundred and fifty thousand pound a week striker, and he, and he's he missed an open goal, uh, United, which was shocking. And like that that ball in the last minute, you're like, if you want to set the agenda for for the for the next game, you've got to score that. You've got to score that. And I'm not saying that our attacking play is good enough, but it's just like it's so disappointing that these expensively assembled senior players aren't showing up. And look. I put Ben White in that category as well. You know, Ben White is uh, a yeah, 55 million pound defender and he's been awful in, in the last two games. Um, so I want to I talk about uh, the, the overall play um, because this, this was a surprise because I don't, think, uh, I don't think we've been that messy all season. Like, that, wasn't, that wasn't just uh, a b- bit of boring football, controlled, stagnant football. That was a mess. Everybody was awful. You know, even Nuno Tavares. You're like, come on, man. You've you've made a a mistake where you passed across goal. He comes on and then he, he tries to play a Hollywood ball across the box. It was like there was no control in the system all game. Like, how have we signed players of character yet have no leaders like today?
2: Matt. Look, I think um, one of, I think maybe I, I heard it from, from one of the Arsenal invincibles, but they basically said that to win a game of football in the Premier League, you've got to have seven of your players play well. You, like any less than that, and you and you start losing, you start dropping points and losing football matches. You can ca- you can have like three or four passengers max who are not on their game. And today, you'd have to say we basic. I, I mean, I, I say we had Gabriel, Tommy, Yasu, and Ramsdale were the three players who 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 put in okay performances that, that was basically it everyone else was was below pot very below pot and um and I think you, you just don't win football matches like that it's just it's just a reality of it I think um we're carrying way too many players last season the man who really carried us was 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 Saka um and you know no one's gonna like to hear this either but since the, world, uh, since the Euros and him coming back, he's been really subpar this season. Like, there's been a couple of moments, but the guy looks exhausted. He had a breakthrough season. He got, had a great Euros, but he looks off the boil to me. So he's not rescuing us. And then the man who's helping us and is now, now our, our basically our saviour this season is Smith Rowe, who's come in in December last year and completely transformed the team. And he's our glue. He just he's the one who makes everything work because he has a fluidity to him that is able to knit it all together. And when he's playing, somebody manages to get the best out of all the players around him. Which I mean, it's crazy that we're we're basically just having a, another season like last. He said instead of sacker, it's Smith Rose, stepping up, scoring all the goals, leading from the front. And he'll get burnt he'll go to the World Cup, get burnt out, and be off the ball next season. So, you know, in terms of leadership, we've just got an extremely an extremely young team um this is where you do question the manager you do question the people around the club because um that needs to be baked into the dna it's 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 like chelsea right as much as you hate to say it they when the going gets tough that's when they're at their best you know had a game like
0: this against Watford you, you, you,
2: you just know they grind they'll grind it out. And it's sort of in their DNA. And 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 unfortunately, what's in the Arsenal DNA is that when the going gets tough, you know we're gonna crumble. And I was on WhatsApp groups, and everyone before we conceded and equalizer was saying, we're gonna lose this. Mm-hmm. You knew we're gonna it lose coming. this. You knew and it and we all knew it. And and that's where you you do want some leadership from the coach to step in and try and change something. And you know, I don't understand. I think we all saw it coming. Um, I think even going in at half time, I know we got the goal just before, but you know, we 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 should have changed something at half time. We like I, I thought it it just it just it just it just wasn't right, it wasn't good enough. Um,
1: leadership like, you
2: know, isn't leadership isn't about players though, it's about culture, in my opinion. And and the two sort of go hand in hand. You need the players to deliver it, but ultimately you need a culture of accountability you need a culture where there's leadership right from the top of the club and I felt like we were getting it but the last two games is just like really drops back I was, I was texting a mate afterwards and we were saying we got zero points from six but at 70 minutes 70 minutes in both games you like we, we, we should close we should have had six out of six one nil up at Everton close out the game taking control of that United game 20 minutes to go time to win the game could have won it and we could be sat here with six out of six with the same players we've got but that lack of and, and I don't think it is just experience I think it's something I, I'd love yeah. to say it was just Matt, experience I think it's more than that
0: I I thought uh I thought you made an interesting point about um leadership and they like Jurgen Klopp didn't have exactly the same project, but he went along a similar path to get Liverpool back to the top. And even when Liverpool was shit, there were minimum expectations of what was acceptable. So they might lose three 0 to crystal palace, but they would still play at high intensity. They'd still create lots of chances and you still feel something from the game United. I didn't feel anything from the game. It was a shit game. United that were there for the taking. We weren't anywhere, no energy, no passion. I came out of it feeling awful, like really pissed off. Um, Today, we didn't hit a minimum expectation. Like, what, one one shot on target in the 45 minutes of football? The response to that, because it does happen, the response to that is a second half where you blow them away. And there's not, you know, the problem with Arteta ball, there's not a fifth gear. There's never a fifth gear. Even at our best, it's only a fourth gear, right? Mm-hmm. There, and Klopp teams have a fifth gear. Conte teams have a fifth gear. Ranić's teams will have a fifth gear, And we can't find it, and it's two years. And my my concern is this: um, to Johnny's point early, earlier, it's like the points are there, but it just it it, there's never like ten banging games. Like we're just bumbling, we bumble over the finish line every time. And I'm like, there comes a point where it's like, what
2: what are you not doing behind the scenes? But Johnny mentioned it. it. Johnny mentioned it, and what I'm scared about, I didn't realize. Yeah, we've lost three out of four now. Yeah. And then and then we've got two more games coming. We've got West Ham in two games. They're way better than us. So we could be looking at four defeats from six going into the busiest three game period. And that's that's I mean, that's not bad form, that's death spiral. Uh, and yeah. that's it's it's terrible. And,
1: and all of a sudden Tottenham, if they win their game in hand, could go five clear of us when we were looking down laughing a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, it gets me on to a few of the points now. Um overall, Pete, I think this is kind of you know Let's be honest, this is where I'm starting to drift back into in terms of, yeah, we've done OK for in terms of amassing points and stuff. But what you've got to look at is the overall project and say, you know, you, you compared it to Klopp early, do, early doors and you're like, if this clicks into gear and gets right, then we're going to be able to see an exponential improvement in our results. What are we looking at is going to kick, click into gear? Like, we don't create loads of chances anyway. We, I just don't think this ever kind of works. Now, the reason why this is such a kind of hot topic is, is two examples spring to mind. First of all, we've just seen him lose his job at Man United but Gone to Solskjaer. Now, you're talking about a manager there who, as much as we laughed at him, you know, towards the end of that insipid display from United and we wanted him to stay for longer, the fact is, is this guy brought United to second in the league he got them to the Europa League final. Like the the reality is is he um, is not a particularly gifted coach. He's certainly not an elite coach, but he wasn't a bad coach for them. He had done a decent job. He managed to get. So what I'm saying is that at different points during Ollie's tenure, people would have looked at him and gone, "Well, he's doing an all right job. Second in the league. He's not going to beat have beaten Liverpool that year. You know, give him a break, kind of thing. He's let's see if he can get it." But it's what I'm trying to say. It's not all going to be bad all the time, but at some point you have to look at it and say, "Where are we going with this guy?" And I think that now you look at our results against the top six. The only the only um, team that we've beaten is Tottenham at home, which is, again, as we kind of know, is a game uh, in isolation. Leicester count as a no. A top well, well, you say that. You say you say that. The top six. Okay, you say that, and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go down this route because. What I said a couple of weeks ago is sometimes as the game moves on, the context of your results change. For instance, I gave Arteta a bit of credit back for our loss away at Brentford because the reality is is we lost to a newly promoted team in our first game of the season. It's not acceptable. But then you look at it and you say other teams have gone there and they've actually... I think that's taking
0: it too far, though. Like We had a COVID outbreak, nine players missing. That's that's going to rock most teams.
1: All I'm saying, Pete is that was a game that we can look and contextualise and say maybe it weren't as bad. But then you can also look at that Leicester result and go, Leicester have been awful this year. They're not a good team right now. They're certainly not a top six team. So we can't sit there and kind of give Arteta credit or or, or, or an, a, 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 a mitigating excuse with the Brentford game, but not so much with the Leicester one because it doesn't work. At the end of the day, Leicester are poor, we beat them, but against the teams who will be our top six rivals, we, we've lost to them all apart from Tottenham. And and that needs to start changing. And, and it's not just lost to them. We are not showing up in these games. We're getting soundly beaten. And so I have to look at the overall package of what we're doing. And yes, there are definitely players that are letting Arteta down at times, but that's exactly the same at Man United. Pogba, was he letting Oli down? Was, you know, different players letting Oli down at that time? The fact is, is overall, you've got to get the best out of the players that are there. And is this, the way that we're setting up, really going to get the best out of us? Because we've got to score goals with this kind of team and we look toothless.
2: Yeah, this needs to be verified. But I've I've seen a statistic that we're actually worse off this season when you compare our fixtures that we've played with the fixtures that we played last season. Yeah, so... I need to double check that because it's just someone on Twitter, but we're actually worse off against the same teams. And I don't want to say it because three games ago, I was super excited about the future. It's just three defeats in four make you feel a little less excited about it. And especially the manner of the manner of the performances and the the manner of the defeats. And I think Pete's point was big, which is they're, they're having a week to prepare for these games. So what, and and we're supposed to have a, a master tactician. So what you're hoping is that we're picking the tactics to get what we need to custom built for each each game. But we're not seeing that. We're just seeing. I mean, they don't look like they've got any plan. Today they they look like they have no plan coming out on the pitch. <laughs> it's been slightly better. Um, at least the, the first forty against Liverpool was better. United. You know, mixed, really, really, really mixed bag, but there was some good stuff today. There wasn't any good stuff, so um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's bleak,
0: it is, it is bleak. And look, look t- after our, on our 10 game run, journalists were asking if we were title contenders, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it, ha- it has been good. You, you turned the corner, Johnny, like it, it hasn't been all bad. The problem is that you know, all along that run, you were saying. And then we go, then we go to hell, and it feels like we just boarded the plane to hell. Don't know whether the plane's going to take off yet, but it, it, it feels like the plane could take off. It, it's it, you know the pilot's like checking, checking out of his windows to see if he can if he can pull out. But we're we're in that concerning stage of the season again, and it feel, you know this can't be the familiar pattern. Like we can't keep on doing this. We've got to, we've got to work a way around it. And these are Arteta's players now. I know he's only. 12, 13 games with a, with, with a new set of players. But the minimum standard has not been met today. We can lose games. I'm happy to lose games. I'm happy with glorious failure occasionally. But that wasn't glorious failure today. It also wasn't glorious failure against Man United. It was shit. Yeah. It was just shit. It was It was too many people not showing up. It was too much sloppiness in the system. And you know what? We've gone right back to unforced errors again. And when they're your own players, when they're your set of new players... And they're making those mistakes. Like, what's going on? What's what's happening in the team talk? Um, and we can't
1: we can't blame it on Oba today. Well, well, for me, there's a couple of things. So this is what you know. You're right in terms of I turned a corner, but I'd even said in that speech of saying I turned a corner with Arteta is what we can't have is a situation where Arteta's overall blueprint of his you know managerial performance or team output performance is just a case of constant peaks and troughs like every manager has ups and downs but if you're just knee jerking from up down up down up down then we can't look at this you know holistically as a sense of progress if you know when you're on a high you're feeling like oh yeah we can we can make a charge up the league but then you're only a few games away from a drought of five or six games you're getting beaten all the time because that's not real progress you know, we're probably not as bad as we are in our low points or as good as at, at the high points. But what I want is one of the things that I was seeing was us gutting out games. We still weren't playing well, remember? There was one or two games we played okay in the Leicester one in particular, but largely we're gutting out games. Remember, even that Leicester game, world class saves from Aaron Ramsdale to get us those points that day. You know, it's not like we've been dominant and it's just been, you know, Come, it's always going to happen. And the other uh, other thing that I think that we've seen to just, you know, be taken as accepted knowledge now is that we have this young team. You know, a couple of mo- a couple of years ago, Frank Lampard took over at Chelsea, right? And he had uh, a transfer embargo, couldn't even change the teams. And granted, Chelsea had a good squad. Chelsea
0: got a pretty good team, though, Jordan. Yeah, but he also <laughs>
1: had players like Mason Mount coming through, who was a kid at the academy. Yep. Rhys James breaking through, and they. You know what? They showed that not only could they play in this team, they could win a Champions League. And in the day, Saka's played in a Euro Euro final. Smith Rowe looks like a proper talent. You know, Ramsdale's already proven himself. It's not enough of a cop out for me to just be like, "Oh, uh, yeah, we've got young players." Guess what? You can win with some young players. It's not like we've only got young players. But are we get? But what happened with Lampard is look, he, he had um. Uh, a transfer embargo, got the most out of those players. They got into top four. The next year, he was struggling with them, couldn't take them any further. Another manager, a world-class manager comes in, they win the Champions League. So, you know, there is the potential that we can be performing at a much higher level than what we are with some of our parts right now because I don't think we're getting the most out of it anymore because once we don't get points, the cracks start to emerge from my money. But that—that—that
0: that, that is the positive. There is There is a positive here. We're not. uh, Whoever comes in next is not left with a bag of shit like that. That performance today was not representative of the talent on the pitch. (laughs) Like we know Ben White's better than that. We know Party's better than that. We know the whole team is better than that. Saka was awful today, absolutely awful. But we know he's better than that. The question is, why? Why? uh, Like, how? How do we um, improve the highs and uh, you know up up level the lows? You know, like it's, it's, it's neither a joy at the moment, which is a sad situation, right? Everything is heart in your mouth.
2: I mean, the thing I'd say is it feels like it's all highs and lows and it does, but actually it's pretty easy with this Arsenal team to go and look at the fixture list and predict what we're going to get. Like that's, 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 that's the the thing. Like, like I think we could pretty much predict every result till Christmas. Like there's no surprises. It's if we're playing, a team who are higher than us in the, if we're playing basically any team in the top half of the team, to, uh, top half of the table away, it's likely we're, we're, we're drawing or getting beat. That's just a fact. Palace, uh, sorry, Brighton, uh, Liverpool, uh, City, all those games away. We've got a massive problem at home. We're good. We're decent apart from city and Chelsea. We can get, and, and and, and, and Liverpool. We can give any, we'll probably bit when every home game, that's just that that's we're not we're get close so you know it's sort of been a similar story for a few years that now we sort of know what we're going to get it's not i don't think it's really about bottling up it's just like but it just feels like the chasm to go and start changing that that was what was so exciting about arteta for me is that in that first 6 months where he came in it felt like we could get a result in any game of football it really did and we'd shithouse, but we'd beat Liverpool, we'd beat Chelsea, we'd beat Man United, we won the FA Cup. And then that just ended at the end of that season. I don't know what happened. Like, it was it was like there had been a culture shift, like there was a different belief. Like, even if we weren't technically as good, but but somehow, even though the personnel has improved, the culture or the belief has never reached that level that we had in the first six months. And... That's like if we didn't have that first six months of Arteta, I'd be like, get him out, just bin him off. It's that six months, not not the last six months. It's that six months that makes me believe that something could be possible, which is sort of bizarre now because it feels so long ago. But you know, we we don't look. We look so far from able to go to a, a Chelsea, a City, or a Liverpool, and even get a point away. We
1: we look years away. The thing is, Matt, as well, right, I mean, a couple of seasons ago, we probably had the comfort blanket of looking at two of our main rivals in Manu and Chelsea. They had Lampard and Ollie as their managers. And I felt confident that Arteta was a better manager than either of those. He he, he would outcoach them in head-to-head games. You could see it, um, which started to wane a little bit towards the end. But, you know, in those head-to-heads, we always felt like, oh, you know, it could be worse. Now you look around and you go, hold up, Chelsea have got Tuchel, definitely better than Arteta, definitely. Mm. It's not even close. And Spurs have got Conte. He's a better coach than Arteta. Like, if you look at the way that we're set up, yeah, he's tried to get his ideas across. The ideas are here now. We are starting to see what he's trying to do. Is it all bad? Absolutely not. I don't think it's like Arteta's a shocking coach, as some people want to say. But I'm, I'm not sure I'm seeing anything that should give us encouragement that we are moving to the next level. And these are the kinds of games, that Man United game that we lost got worse with time. Like a a day later, you're like, no, that is not good enough. That's That's a really, really poor loss. There was no reason to lose that game. And it was all of the things you've kind of talked about, Matt. It was reminiscent of the bottle job days. Yeah. And it was like, are we stepping back? And then made Everton a must-win game. and We've bottled it today. Well, there's, there's
2: there's there's two things which I think it really touched on. One is, and I think I saw a headline: we are now the only Premier League team in the top six without an elite. What is what is regarded as an elite coach? Yeah, like, we are the only one now. Everyone else, way. everyone else has gone out and got a superstar coach: Ranier, Tuchel, Conte. Guardiola Clark. and, Come and on. so this is so West Ham,
0: so, the team of the season and, and David Moyes so, is in charge. And, let's and, let's
2: put that one away. But is this the, it, do we honestly think that Arteta is going to get to that level? Like that's that's a, that's the question. Right now if I if I had to put my savings on whether Arteta is going to get to that level, I would say I, I I'd love to believe it, but I doubt it because because I think I think it's, the progress is too slow to, to say that. I think he can be a, a, a good, he can be a David Moyes. Maybe yeah. he's going to be our David Moyes. I think Moyes. he
1: is. I think he is a David Moyes. You know, I once, I once said he's reminiscent of Roberto Martinez for me. You know, at the highs, you can win a cup, you can do that. You, you could even have a national job, but an international team. But um, ultimately, there's just always flaws within the setup that will mean that you can't push for the major, major honours. And, you know, Martinez couldn't even get a Belgian team with that talent to win, well, a competitive trophy, of course. But, you know, he, he underperformed and yet he could get a Wigan team to win an FA Cup. And that's the kind of vibe that I get with Arteta. You know, and you, you speak about David Moyes, like not an elite coach, Pete. And I, I think most people would kind of agree, but obviously he's doing an excellent job.
0: No, I'm saying that he's not a superstar rock star manager. You don't, it doesn't necessarily need to be a rock star manager. Graham Potter isn't a rock star manager, but I tell you, I think he'd do a good job at Arsenal. You know, like we don't need to go out and match what they're doing. We don't need to have a reputation. Uh, But what you're, I think you are totally right at the moment. He's the least qualified out of all of the top six managers. And he's not showing enough. He's, He's not showing us what Potter's showing. Potter's only been at Brighton a year longer. And I know that he's finished 15th and 16th, but the football's there. The identity's there. There's no identity today. It was so bad.
1: And it's the same mistakes over and over again, isn't it? We we keep going back to the same things. And, you know, those conversations might be had a little bit quieter when you're nicking wins, you know, you're sneaking towards the top four and stuff. But this is the other thing. We talk about playing West Ham in a few weeks. I tweeted out a couple of days ago, you know, with West Ham's gallant victory over Chelsea. A Chelsea team who ran roughshod over us, may I add, you know, and physically dominated us. And you look at West Ham and... You might, we might have this little comfort blanket over us as Arsenal fans. Like, oh, we're actually a better team than West Ham. West Ham are better than us. They have. Yeah, I, don't, players... I don't think anyone
0: is saying otherwise, are they? Like, who no, is who's out there saying that West Ham aren't the fourth best team in
1: England at the moment? Well, Calendar no, what, year,
0: they proved it.
1: What I mean is, from a kind of historical point of view, a kind of legacy club, we're a bigger club, obviously, than West Ham, and I think in the back of our minds we think over, or oh, I certainly have even thought it, over the course of a season, chipping away for top four, West Ham will give you a chance because they've not done it, they've not trod the boards as much as we have, whereas the reality is is when you need to win, you know, get top four, you are going to have to go to some of these big clubs and stand up and be counted. We get just absolutely slapped up all the time when we go against quality teams and we look vulnerable against teams that are poorer whether we can you know grind out those three points or not it's not like we go in and dominate people anymore we just never dominate anyone we're always nicking wins and that for me is the biggest one of the biggest indictments about the lack of coherency in terms of what we're trying to do moving forward um But ultimately, you know, at this stage of Arteta's tenure, uh, like you've kind of highlighted it, Pete, we need to see more. Now we need to it needs to start looking like, you know, we've we have either clicked or it's on the verge of clicking, and it doesn't. Neither of those things appear to be true.
2: That stat from that stat you pulled up about the the teams that we've beaten is, uh, I mean, I didn't know, I hadn't seen it like that, and it's 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 terrifying is not it? it I, mean, is, I think. It I think. I think. People in comments are uh, are saying that they're surprised by just, 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 just. I mean, we haven't beaten. We've barely beaten it. Beating a team in the top half.
0: So I think. Uh, so now, now the, the the question becomes, what does he have to do now to get it back on track? Because, like, you, you talk about uh, Spurs and Conte, and he's going to go above us. You talk about United, and he's going to go above us. What that proves is actually. Fans jump too quickly to the, the term crisis. Like, this is uh, this is a crisis for us, and it's a shitty moment. But two wins, and you beat West Ham, and all, you're back on he, track. But all, all, he, all he
2: needs to do is win the next two. I think, that's, yeah. I think that, he's got to win that's, all of
0: the games up until Manchester City, right? I don't think there's I, a, a choice. I, don't,
2: I, I mean, I'm, I think everyone drops points over Christmas. That's the thing that everyone forgets. You, you see the, the fixture list, and you think we've got to win all five. The truth is we could probably lose to Leeds and win the the next two and we'll actually be all right. You need six from nine. You just need to keep keep the wins just ticking in. But the problem w- that we always have is it's like – and it, it, we had this under Arsene Fenger – it's like when we lose one, then we lose four. <laughs> when we lose – it's like it's like we can't just win one, lose one, win one. It's like we're suddenly always just on the back foot so much. It's like, you know, even today, just just don't lose – that like one from six not good, but you know we can go, well you know Chelsea've got one from six from their two games, and they'll be fine and you know it's just one of those things, and everyone has a bit of a rough patch, zero from six, major problem, and then we've got the next game, we've got West Ham, so you know it's just you can't let the heads drop, which is which always seems to be the problem. you can't just capitulate and the problem with the with with, with West Ham now is even if we beat Southampton, we lose West Ham, the stats are oh, you lost you've lost what four and six four and six is terrible What at at this time of year that's like and then you've got city so even if we win a couple you've got city on the first that's a guaranteed defeat i mean it it
0: shouldn't and it shouldn't be a guaranteed defeat right it shouldn't be be a guaranteed defeat but you know it is
2: yeah
1: you know you know you just said what's he got to do that's one of the main things you just highlighted it there when we play city we can't be getting dipped on like this again. We can't be. You you want to ha- see how to get people like me who are seriously starting to waver again as to the direction <laughs> of the club under under Arteta. You know, you've got to be able to go into games, big games, and what I thought we might have turned a corner and why I got excited after Leicester is, oh, it's a big game. You haven't panicked. You're not spooked by it. The occasion you're delivering. I don't want to see us going into City with no hope of winning whatsoever. We've got to be looking like we carry a threat to them. We've got to look like we can start scoring goals again. But if we keep coming out like this, it's not even about just certain individual players paying poorly. Of course, that's the case. But loads of teams have that. There's loads of players who are just not up to it in the moment. But that's when it's next man up um, scenario. The next person needs to be coming in. That's part of the coach staying on, on top of the squad, making sure everyone's hungry and ready to come in. But are we getting enough? from the formation, the setup, the tactics. Are the players knowing what they're doing from an attacking point of view? Because whilst I buy it defensively, attacking-wise, I just think it's just we just go from side to side, side to side. And even when you've got the defence turned, they'll just cut back in and go side to side again. And it's not working, creating spaces that the whole tactics and formation are designed to create for us. Or certainly we're not exploiting them in that way anyway g
2: g b I- had g b had some had a great comment on the amount of points that we need i think which is worth which is worth flashing up which is if we want to keep champions league pace we've actually got to just win up we've got to win our next four games and and he says nine points and we're on thirty two that's that's europa league and that's when you realize the damage that's been done this week because you know if you get three points this week out of those two games and you need six points from your next four games to to be on UEFA, on Europa, Europa League. But you're asking us because of the week we've had that we need to be flawless for four consecutive games, two of which are away, which we're never good at, one of which is at a team better than us. And you look at that fixture list and you're like, I mean, I mean, Matt, I, think you can I, say- think,
0: I, I don't think it is unacceptable to say that we should win those four games after what just happened... There needs to be a reaction. Like we can't, we can't say, "Oh, you know, like tough away game." No, I'm sorry, Mikel. You spent 150 million in the summer. There's a high standard that you've got to hit. And Everton was the worst performance of the season by a long shot. The Man United game, we were frustrated because we were like, we were actually in control and we should have made more of it. But a gutless performance like today needs a four-game reaction. It really does. It really does. And 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 we need to see a performance a proper performance that gets us excited. It's so dry. We haven't seen, I don't
2: don't know if anyone's seen the Arteta uh, press conference after today. I'll tell you what, I was surprised after the United game, how, you know, we've had it since, since, since the break, but how, how nice he was about it all. You know, it was basically, uh, they'll, they're young and they'll learn was, was my outtake. But when is he going to, with a bit of, a bit of spice around senior leadership. But I mean, I am I'm intrigued to know what he said today because just those types of comments, we need to be bawling these players out and making it clear that these types of performance are not acceptable.
0: Yeah. And you know, the other thing that we've got to watch for now, uh, Obama Yang didn't get called up first today. And you know, that's because he's being problematic. You know that his attitude isn't there at training and, he is going to be a problem now, and Arteta's got to deal with that. Yang shouldn't have come on um, first; he's not been good enough. Mm. But now Arteta's got to manage the biggest problem that you made it—you made a captain that wasn't suited to the system, captain. So I think I think Arteta's got to make some bold decisions. And the problem is, I, I don't—I I, I'm, I'm not confident that he's going to get the next four games right. I felt like that was so bad today. Uh, and there are so many players that need to be dropped and shipped out of the system that it becomes it starts to look like this is the start of the death spiral and I'm you know it doesn't survive another death spiral I'm afraid
1: no, we can't keep these no. death spirals I mean no. I, I, I'm currently that. playing a game on PlayStation called death loop uh where you know <laughs> it, it, you can you can tell by the name you basically constantly die start the same day again and just end up in the same spot and go through till you die and then you start all over again that's where we are. We're not, we're not death looping this thing. I don't want to be cold out here. The fact is, is you know, uh, we can't just keep going, treading the same boards over and over again, hoping for something different. The classic quote if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting you know, new results, that's a definition of insanity. We, we can't, we can't be there doing that. And if Arteta, who has this season to prove himself can't get us to break this cycle and do something different because this is what I mean with what the significance of games like this are. It's when we thought that we turned a corner, you're only, you have only turned a corner as long as a couple of games down the line, you don't stop making all the same mistakes and losing games again. Cause suddenly you never actually turn the corner. You just had a couple of good games. And then we're actually back on that trend that we were on before. And you know, I, I do I think that he can do it? I think, he, you know, he can do better than what he's currently doing, but he has to because what we're the thing is the football's not good enough for the fact to appease the fans. It's not like we're having thrillers all the time, you know, getting sucker punched in the last minute. We're not even in these games a lot of the time. Or we're hanging on in weird ways. Do you see the way we're trying to time waste at 1-0? You know I mean? What's it's going like, on?
0: It's like throwing on a movie when you get home at 2 a.m on TNT or something like that. It's it's serviceable. It's okay, but it needs to be better. Like you, you know, he promised the Man City IP uh, attacking philosophy, aggressive. We're just not seeing enough of it. It just I think doesn't this feel like it can get there.
2: I think the simplest way is going when you talk to fans of other clubs, uh, you know, are they ha- would they rather we kept Arteta or got rid of him? And and every single one it's like, yeah, you guys keep Arteta. You're fine. Don't worry about that. Trust the process. Keep that guy in charge. Because from the outside, and, and the outside is different, they don't see us challenging anytime soon with Arteta. They don't. Ask a Chelsea fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep uh, Arteta. No, yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt,
0: I, Chelsea I, I, Matt, Rio Ferdinand was talking up Arteta pretty hard a few weeks ago. But, I'm not sure but, that
2: that is. Well, I mean, I maybe, maybe we're, why we're why, losing. Though. I wonder why. You know, he's, 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 he's not, he's not, he's
0: not that Machiavellian. He's not that <laughs> Machiavellian, please. Like Rio Ferdinand
1: here. The same man is that doing that. Ollie's at the wheel. Uh, yeah, he was he's... like, oh yeah, you know, Mikel's at the wheel. Yeah, he's doing really well. I think he is that Machiavellian. And why would he, you know, no. he, he's not speaking with the same reverence as he does Klopp or 2-Kell, two, or two is he? But one thing I would quickly add, and I know we're, not even going that far in this week's pod, although, you know, in a couple of weeks, come back and check with us, uh, people, because, you know, we're not even having to utter our tetra outs and things like that. But the, the reality is, is if it does keep continue to go down, once again, we've waited to a stage where all of our preferred choices, pretty much, who the people we've talked about, maybe outside of Graham Potter, They've gone. We talked about the Ranier dream to try and get a sporting we, director
0: in, we're, and we're not built for Ranier football. We're not built for Conte football. Ten Hag is still available. Grandpa is still available. Those are the those are the types of coaches that we'd hire. You we built up we
1: before Pete. You know you did. You were really Rany- on
0: No, Ranyik. no, no. R- is not built for Man United system, and he's not built for Arsenal system. Um, we so need a new system, though. It so it
2: might, maybe it could be.
0: No, a good fit. <laughs> I, I, no I don't think. I, I don't think this. This is it. If we do get rid of Arteta, like the the system and the players that we're looking to play, just it, it will just need a better coach. I don't think you throw it. I don't think you throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think that you've no. got to find a coach that matches the profile of the club, and that's how. That's that's how. Um, like Frank Lampard laid the groundwork for Thomas Tuchel.
2: And the, the so good the good news is up- the good news is we've got Eddie. Uh, in, uh as director of football so Who's at got... the wheel and I'm Vinai I'm oh my I think, word. I, think, I think I think the reality is unfortunately is this is how I see it in two games time we're going to we're going to win on next game and then we're going to lose to West Ham and we and, and then it's just like no but we'll man, win, I the, we'll, we'll I win those next West Ham we'll, and then and then we'll beat Wolves and we'll beat Norwich and then we'll lose to Man City and I just feel like this is going to be the state of the season. The, the big question, and Pete's been saying it, is: Can we be within spitting distance of top four by the new year and have a better back half of the season? And you know, it's a toss of a coin. It really is a toss of a toss of a coin. And I think we've got we've got to see it. We've got to see it out. There's no point in getting rid of him now. We've,
1: we've... No, he's, he's into the end of the year, and we know that. One bit of pushback, though, Pete. And I know we're not even getting onto that at this stage, but. You know, if if it if overall the way this pans out, we decide it isn't Arteta. One thing that we won't be throwing out, one bit of baby, what, <laughs> makes one baby hard, that I'm we scared. won't throw out. Of one that baby that we won't throw out is um, is the players that we brought in and the profile of players that we're signing. Absolutely, I think everyone can agree we needed to start, you know, aging down our um, mm-hmm. our, our incomings in terms of transfers and the ones that we have signed. They've all looked very good, and that's smart. A smart move in terms of the tactical approach. Absolutely, that goes out. Chuck that out. Chuck that baby with the this, this, this water <laughs> out. You know, get it out. We don't want it in the house anymore because if, if this system Style, hasn't ever looked. Yeah, but no, but it's it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. There might be some bits of defensive um, ta- uh, uh, tactical approach that we might. Hold on to, and we might benefit from what Arteta's laid his groundwork. But offensively, we've never had it right. We haven't ever had it right with this guy. So why wouldn't we change that?
0: But you would, well, I, I would rather have a Graham Potter coming into a system than a Ralph Raniick because Ralph Ranick does not suit the profile of players. Then you've got to sell a bunch of players, bring them in. I think we've got a good foundation of players. I think we all agree they're good. Even even Martin Erdegaard is stepping up now, two brilliant goals um, in the last two games. I just think you need continuity. West Ham, i uh, sorry, Chelsea brought in Lampard to play a more beautiful style of football. They didn't go, let's bring Conte back. They went, how do we continue this style of football with somebody that's got more experience, somebody that can uh, move us up a level. So they hired Tuchel, and uh, you know, the rest is history. Arsenal need to do that. And it's panic in the system that makes you just sign a name for the sake of it. Oh, he's won trophies before. Oh, he's, he's rebuilt clubs before. Like, we don't need a rebuild. We've had enough of the rebuilds. We need, like, if Arteta isn't the right person, the style of football that he's trying to play is based on what Pepper's done. So we know that there's a high level in there somewhere, and uh, and I, I think we've got the right players. I think that it, it, it will be it's continuity that keeps great clubs going in the right direction, even when they make big decisions. And Arsenal need continuity. We can't go from Wenger to Emery to Arteta to something obnoxious again it needs to do, be continuing the vision
1: i do get what you mean I, I i'm somewhat in agreement but maybe we're looking at it differently oh, in terms of what we're talking about gasparini you know. oh, the, right, the atalanta
0: name. guy you know plays an exciting brand of uh, of football ten Hag, you know he's just waiting to be hired by somebody got a lot of experience works with young players graham potter Like, he's got an average Brighton team playing fantastic football week in, week out. If he had a great striker there, they would be uh, battling it out for top six this season. Like, those are the sorts of names. More experience in the game. Like, that's where you've got to be looking in my opinion. Well,
1: he ain't going to have a great striker at Arsenal if he comes in with us, is he? (laughs) Yeah, but
0: we'll, you know, you know that we'll sign someone where the ball sticks someone that like an Olivier Giroud with pace Vlahovic Dominic Calvin Lewin Like, there's going to be someone that we sign and then you know that that will change things for whoever it is whether it's Artessa or whether it's a new manager but at the moment doesn't look like it's going to be Artessa that's going to be picking up that summer signing
2: well you know it can work the other way which is you know I really didn't expect it to be Groundhog Day again at this Christmas I thought we were done with that but it, it looks like a Groundhog Christmas um but maybe <laughs> not, not in a good way um but you know maybe the club will invest in a striker in january and just recognize that we're not going to achieve any we're not we're not going to get europa league if we don't sign someone whether it be on loan or permanently to go and address that
1: i think i think it's a very good point i think i think the burner will be under their bums to get something moving and i also think Catch later, Matt, I think it's shooting off now. Yeah. Um and I also think that um you know, with regards to this Christmas period that we're moving into, the 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 issue that gets brought up when you've got so many games in such quick um you, you know, with with such quick frequency over that period, it things can snowball one way or the other very quickly. Like people who were previously out or seemingly out of a competition, like, you know, top heading for top four looked like they were dead and buried, relegated, or, or out of the league race. Suddenly, you can start putting together three, four wins on the bounce in, in a space of a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden, you've shot up the table. But what we can't have is uh, a situation where, in that short period where we've got a cluster of games over Christmas, you know, it goes from bad to worse, because that's the way that we could quickly find ourselves out of anything meaningful this year. And considering we're not even in Europe, it it's just absolutely unacceptable to even countenance that idea i
0: i agree with you i agree with you look it's a crisis over four games it's not an irrecoverable <laughs> can't even say it right now it, we can recover we, we, <laughs> we could recover so we get either Arteta recovers in january or you know if it goes south i don't think that we're gonna see him exited from the club um in in January, unless there's a replacement. I don't think we're ruthless enough. I don't think we've got the money or the stomach to do something like that. But we are now on the cusp of a death spiral and Arteta's got to change it. And uh, Southampton at the weekend is his opportunity to do it. And it is a must. It's not a draw. It is a win. It has to be that, right? Can't believe we're here again. I can't believe we're here again.
1: Three points or nothing.
0: All right, well, uh, let's round off the show there, Johnny. um, Johnny, where can people find you on the internet?
1: I'm at iJohnnyCochran on all my socials. Do follow me. It will be well appreciated. Um, I've also uh, appeared on a friend of mine's podcast last week, Insane in the Membrane. It's a a podcast dedicated to all things like men's mental health. Um, I jump on, talk about a lot of um, pressures that, society places on us all and you know reasons why you know from a kind of uh, objective uh, view with with regards to society we might all feel panicked and you know anxiety that builds up so give it a little listen insane in the membrane um, yeah give it a go magic and if you are listening to this and you are on an
0: iphone and you are going through itunes you know what to do give us a five star rating uh, we'll be back on the whistle uh this weekend i suspect i'm actually going to be in london so i'll be at the game so i'm not sure whether i will be on the whistle but we'll work that out later um and on that note let's just say ciao for now chin up
1: peacock streaming the biggest sports and live events on the planet
0: from super bowl 56 to complete coverage of the Winter Olympics. Streaming every event every
1: day. Yes! It's all the unprecedented. The United States wins gold. Unstoppable. Sensational. Unbelievable. Sports to love. Sign up now at peacocktv.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.